The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. We have such a treat for you guys today. We've got Gerald Salente of the Trends Journal on our show. We're going to interview him. We've got about 20 minutes with him, so stay tuned for that coming up in just a few moments. Then we'll take a break and we'll Jerry and I are Jerry's going to come on the show and we'll chat about all of the things that we're learning from Gerald Salente. So, here's the number 18778 silver, the website guildhallwealth.com and we're going to have our discussion here with Gerald Salente. He has earned a reputation as the most trusted name in trends for his accurate and timely predictions. He is the publisher of the Trends Journal, founder, director of the Trends Research Institute, which is celebrating its 44th year. And here it is, our interview with Gerald Salente. Hello, Gerald. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. It's been uh, a little too long, I think. Well, thanks for having me back. (laughs) Uh, Well, we're excited to talk to you because, um, look, you're, you're always forecasting the trends right on right on time. And I want to jump right in because one of your trends from 2023 was the Middle East meltdown. And uh, I'm not following it so closely. I know it's something that you and your team are. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that trend that you're seeing. Obviously, it's starting to to happen right now. What are some of the repercussions that we can see as a fallout from this? Potentially oil prices, I assume, are going to be one of them. Yeah, well, again, you know, this is very serious. Um, you know, the United uh, Biden came out uh, this week, as well as uh, Lloyd Austin, the uh, defense secretary, saying that because the uh, people that killed American troops on the Jordan-Syrian border uh, used weapons that were supplied by Iran, then Iran is essentially a, an accomplice to the crime. And they said that they're going to really ramp this up. And and uh, if they bomb Iran, this is going to be the beginning of World War III. World War III has actually begun. There's just going to be a false flag or a major event that makes it happen. But I'm mentioning this to illustrate the hypocrisy of this. Okay, Iran supplied the weapons. They didn't, they didn't bomb the Americans, but they supplied the weapons, so they're an accessory to the crime. Yeah, that's right. Okay, then um, the Russians can bomb America because America supplies the weapons and, and NATO to Ukraine that kills Russians. That's using right. their, Or Hamas could attack America because America supplies the weapons to Israel that's bombing Gaza using what they're saying. No, you're not allowed to say what I just said. That, that, no, no, no. You're only allowed one side. The hypocrisy is right in front of everybody's eyes for anyone who isn't deaf, dumb, or blind to hear and see. But they're escalating this war. And one of my sayings is, when all else fails, they take you to war. Let's go back to a little boy of nothing, George W. Bush. That guy, Saddam Hussein, has weapons of mass destruction and ties to al-Qaeda. Oh, I forgot the other one. We're going to get that guy Osama bin Laden, dead or alive. The longest war in American history. 
And what caused it? Well, 9-11. What preceded 9-11? Oh, the dot-com bust. And Bush's ratings were in the toilet. What, what followed the Great Depression? World War II. People have no idea of these things in the sense that, again, you don't have to believe me. Go to history today. Franklin Roosevelt seizes Japanese assets. July 1941. Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor in December. What else did they do? They cut off 88% of Japan's oil. Oh, Japan only imports 100%. Oh, what else did they do? The United States, Dutch, and, and English. Again, you, you, history today. They cut off two-thirds of Japanese export trade. Can't understand why they bombed Pearl Harbor. Oh, you know why they, they did this, by the way? Those dirty Japanese invaded French Indochina. French Indochina? What are the French doing over there in Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia? Stealing their oil, their tin, their rubber, whatever. Rape, pillage. And we get involved in these wars? No, follow the Great Depression. Everybody forgets about it. So when all else fails, they take you to war. And people forget what was going on in Israel before this happened. Not my language. When the Netanyahu government came in, extreme right-wing government. We were writing week after week after week after week what was going on there. 39 weeks of protests because of his Judicial Reform Act, which meant that he's being brought up on corruption charges and he wouldn't be able to. 39 weeks of major protests, not my language, but from the president of Israel, Isaac Herzog, said there's a civil war raging in Israel. But Hamas attacks on, it on October 7th, all that's forgotten. When all else fails, they take you to war. That's our greatest concern. And now what's the implications? Oil prices, if they go to war against Iran, you're going to see oil prices, Brent crude, which is now only trading at around $78 a barrel because the global economy is in a slowdown. Germany, the fourth largest economy in the world, is in recession, on and on and on. If, they, if there's an escalation of war here, you're going to see Brent crude go to $130 a barrel. And that's going to crash economies and equities. And gold prices, again, not my data, but the data from the, the world, uh, you know, the, the global, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the world gold uh, organization. Uh, it, last year, 2023, the biggest year ever of uh, central banks and people buying gold. So it's going to be one of our, it is one of our top trends for 2024 and that is golden days, a golden year for gold. Other elements, why it's going up. They're going to lower interest rates in the United States. The only reason gold prices aren't higher is because the dollar is still strong. When they lower interest rates, the dollar gets weak, and it's cheaper for other countries to buy and people to buy gold from other countries because their currencies have gone up, the dollar's gone down, and gold is dollar-based. And this is the beginning of the death of the dollar. You're seeing all the BRIC com uh, countries that don't want to deal with the dollar anymore. And a lot of the world is very tired of the United States' geopolitical and economic hegemony. And again, the only reason gold, the dollar is strong is because interest rates are high. And again, who's the F Treasury Secretary of the United States? Janet Yellen. What was the last job? Oh, you mean she was the f head of the uh, Federal Reserve? Yeah, that's right. So the Federal Reserve is running our country. And they want to keep the people in power in power, so they're going to lower interest rates, we're forecasting significantly, in the run-up to the presidential reality show in November. 
Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be uh, quite a quite a show to watch. That um, let's talk about another trend that you've been forecasting, which is a banking crisis. We're seeing commercial real estate starting to implode. Actually, just as we start uh, the sh- uh, having this interview today. Um, we're seeing numbers across the board on many banks. Um, it, it's a bloodbath. So can you talk to us a little bit about one of these other trends you've talked about? Again, we've been saying this now for over three years. We warned this is going to happen. When they launched the COVID war and closed, you got get back in your house. You can't go to work. So now people are commuting an hour and a half to work. Now they're home week after week, month after month, year after year, and they're saying to themselves, Holy, I've been getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning to commute an hour and a half each way, costing me all this money and having a disgusting life, sitting in a car, train, bus, or whatever. Uh, I'm not going to do that anymore. Now, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the guy that rents the, the, the office space. I say, yeah, listen, stay home a couple of days a week. What do I got them all in these cubicles over there? I don't see them. What the hell do I care? Come in only come in two or three days a week. I don't have to pay all this rent. Now, what's going to happen is that we'd forecast is going to be a office building bust. The office vacancy rate, vacant, oh, right up there in Toronto, 20%. Vacant, nobody there. Average in the United States, same number. Office occupancy rate, around 50%, according to Castle Systems. Now, not only are the office buildings going bust, how about all the businesses that once upon a time depended on commuters? We're going to see the banking bust. What happened last March with the Silicon Valley Bank and the, and the uh, First Republic, nothing, 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 nothing compared to what's going to happen. goes back to gold again. People, 63% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. These are the facts, the numbers. Just, I'm just using the numbers. I'm not making this stuff up. They, people are suffering. They, they, they can't pay the prices. I go to buy, a, to buy an orange, $2 in a, in a health food store. $2 for an orange. I could afford this stuff. Average person can't. Oh, the average price of a home, around $400,000. What's the median household income? 74500 Ain't going to be able to buy a home. And you barely be able to pay rent. So now what I'm saying this is that when the banking crisis hits the news, which they have been burying, and the markets go bust, then the people realize how bad things are. They know how bad they are, but it has to become, quote, official. So when the market crashes, that's when everything crashes. And again, and I, I, you know, we don't give financial advice. We have no advertisers in the Trends Journal. None, zero, nada. So nobody tells us what to say. Gold is again our top, one of our top trends for this year, and it's um, golden days, a golden year for gold because of the number of the things that I've just been mentioning. We're just going to take a quick break. Hope you've been enjoying our interview with Trends Journal publisher Gerald Salente. And if you're thinking about owning some physical precious metals or have some questions about the physical precious metal market, you give us a call. The number's 18778Silver. The website, guildhallwealth.com. Remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. It has to be physical product, and that's what we deal with. You can buy it, take it home. You can buy it, acquire it, 
hold it in a vault for secure purposes, ease of liquidity, or you can even have it in an RSP, TFSA, Lira, Lift, Riff, where it's fully secured, you own it directly, and it's physical products stored outside the banking system. We've got more to come with our interview with Gerald Salente coming up on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. Thank you for joining us. The number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. That's the site you want to go to if you want to learn about holding physical gold and silver. The time is now. If you want to acquire some physical, go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com and you can pick up a tube of silver maples, a couple ounces of gold. Get started. Start small. Get some physical in your hands. See how that feels. See how that, you know, get a sense of what this market is like. We're confident you're going to want to own more real money in your portfolio. So again, it's guildhallwealth.com and the e-store guildhallpreciousmetals.com. We're going to get back to the interview with Trends Journal publisher, Gerald Salente. Hope you enjoy it. Here you go. It seems like every policy they make is making it worse for themselves. Even, you know, going back to the Middle East, trying to cover up what's happening in the banking crisis. We saw employment numbers coming out today and we're just laughing at them that they're going to they're going to revise them. And you almost wonder why are they making it so extreme this month? What are they trying to cover up for, right? But, you know, talking well, hold about... Off, hold off yeah. on that. Because then you have to look at where were the jobs being created. And when you look at the jobs being created over the last several months, they're in the healthcare sector and the service sector industry. Low-paying jobs. But they don't put that out there. So the people are basically plantation workers of Slavelandia. Every time I go into a, 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 a Lowe's or a Home Depot, my heart breaks when I see the people working there because I know they have no future. So that's oh. very important to look at with the job numbers. And, and also, you know, people all want raises. Look at UPS. I mean, it's becoming like a like squid game. It's, it's oh, we'll give you all raises. Now we're going to lay off 10, 20% of the workforce. Yep. So, you know, which, which, which choice do you want? You know, they don't see what's, what's happening when they ask for those things, too. According to Challenger, Christmas, Challenger Gray and Christmas, or Christmas Gray and Challenger, whatever the name, the three names of the, the firm, they came out yesterday and said that the layoffs in January were the highest since 2009. That was on CNBC. So that's and now they come out with these numbers about the employment numbers is just a joke. Yeah, and and mainstream news as well. I mean, we're, you're you're in the independent media. N- mainstream news is losing a lot of a lot of jobs as well. Oh, just they uh, just announced today, Wall Street Journal's cutting more people. Yeah, I call I call it the Wall S H Journal <laughs> because you know I, I go I, it's five dollars a day. Five dollars a day on the weekend, six dollars, and the weekend they don't even wrap up what the equity markets did in Europe or Asia. Yeah, and it's it's for for the record, right? But you know, you, you were ta- you had a, a discussion with uh, Judge Napolitano recently, and you're talking about the the experts, and for some reason the experts always have an out to be able to say, well, we've got new data, we've changed our minds. <laughs> And so, you know, 
newspapers like that can change their mind and just say, well, new data says this. We changed our mind. There's yep. no accountability ever. No, um, no. It's, it's very sad because journalism is dead. It's gone. You have six country companies that own over 90% of the American media. They're all, you know, they're, they're, they're all going down and firing people. So over 20,000 people in the whole media industry were fired last year. So, you know, let's talk about, you, you were talking about the dollar going down. This is going to be cause for them to lower interest rates, or at the end of the day, we know they're probably going to do that. It's, it's the death of the dollar in that respect. And another trend that we have been noticing, I'm sure you've been following it as well, is the BRICS. And there definitely seems to be, they've weaponized the dollar. The BRICS are going out. They're approaching it as in a de-dollarization manner. Can you talk to us about some of your observations there? Yes, as I said, what, what's going on is that the people are disgusted, the much of the world, with America's geopolitical and socioeconomic hegemony. They've had enough of America, and they want to trade in their own currencies. This isn't the end of World War II anymore. That's long gone, you know, when the other countries were all destroyed. They don't want America anymore. You know... The data just came out yesterday about Russia's GDP, and it was much higher than they had forecast. And we said it's one of the best going on, you know, compared to Europe. We said they're going to become a self-sustaining economy. All these countries pulling, all these companies pulling out when the Ukraine war started. All the sanctions that they put on Russia, the sanctions are going to hurt the people rather than Biden saying Putin's going to pay for this because that's why you have such high inflation rates in in uh, Europe because of the the cost of energy with all the sanctions. And I we said we had forecast that a trend is going to be self-sustainability. Russia has the natural and human resources they need to be self-sustaining. It goes back to what I'm saying about the dollar, because this is also going to be the beginning of a lot of deglobalization. The countries are going to build within themselves. And the same thing's going to happen in China. Because China's, China destroyed their, their economy when they launched the COVID war in Chinese Lunar New Year in January 2020, the year of the rat. And three years of zero COVID policy. China's, China's in, in, we, we had forecast that the 21st century was going to be the Chinese century. We had no idea they would do this. And that's why I say, when people say I'm a futurist, I say nobody could predict the future. There are too many wild cards made, be, be made by humans or nature. And this wild card that they played, so now let's go back to, to uh, China. There's going to be selling less and less exports. They got 1.4 billion people there. If they buy and sell within their own country, they're keeping themselves doing very well. But they're going to have a housing, they're going to get real estate bust. Real estate, it's almost 30% of the GDP is, is real estate based. And, and as with every boom economy, they were over, the boom busts. And it was a real boom when they came into the World Trade Organization two weeks after 9-11. You could see their GDP from 1970 to 2001. It's almost a flat line going up a little bit and then poof, goes straight up. So they overbuilt as all 
booms overbuilt, but they made a very bad situation much worse when they destroyed the lives and livelihoods of hundreds of millions of people with their three years of zero COVID policy. So they're going to be more self-sustaining, and they're going to be pulling away from the dollar, country after country after country. So great to be talking with Gerald Salente. I'm loving hearing it back. Uh, the number one eight seven seven eight silver If you want to get involved in the physical gold and silver market, you give us a call or you go to the website, guildhallwealth.com. You'll speak to myself. You'll speak to Jerry. You'll speak to one of our other associates here who have lots of experience in this market. So please ask us any questions that you, that you have about this market. In the meantime, let's get back to that interview with Gerald Salente. So let's just return very quickly. You mentioned the year of gold. Obviously, there's a lot of these things playing out, geopolitics, finance, uh, and whatnot. How do you see that playing out maybe, let, let's say long-term, with the real money side of things, with, with physical gold? We, we believe that gold is the number one safe haven asset. If there wasn't Bitcoin out there, gold prices would be at least $1,000 an ounce higher. Because what's happening in these countries that are going under, like Argentina... You know, the people are buying a little bit of Bitcoin here and there. They're not buying gold. But then you go back to the bigger countries like China, and they just had a, they just had a bonanza month uh, in January. Uh, excuse me, in, in De- I believe it was December, of, of buying gold. So it, 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 it's still the number one safe haven asset. And what we're also going to see that's going to drive the prices up is you're going to see more central bank digital currencies. Uh, they're going to use that as an excuse. The United States is, what, $34.1 trillion in debt. They're not going to pay that debt off. They're going to make some story up. Matter of fact, they're already doing it. The FBI came out in a, in a, uh, uh, this week saying we've got to watch out for China. They're going to be hacking the, our systems, our financial systems, our infrastructure systems, on and on and on and on and on and on and on. So one day you're going to wake up and say the Russians or the Chinese hacked into our banking system. They, you, don't worry, you know, they stole all our money, but we're going to come up with a new one, so don't worry about it. They're going to make something up. They're going to go digital because when they go digital, they know every penny you spent, what you spent it on, where you spent it, so they get their money in the name of taxes because politicians never work a day in their life. So they want to steal all the money they can for, for them and their friends. So they're going to go digital. So they're going to steal all the money from the, from the plantation workers of slave landing because that's all we are. It's better than a plantation system. You work for Walmart. You can't hear somebody go, you know, get out of here and come back in the morning so they don't have to house them or feed them anymore. And, and it's, again, they, they did, they, this, when I was a young guy, again, I'm born in 1946, I've been, I've been around a bit, and I'm a Napoli town, I'm born in the Bronx, you know, it was a whole different trip. There were grocery stores, hardware stores, drug stores, stationery stores, now everything is a chain. The chains own everything. And the bigs, not my data, Oxfam, 1%, 1% out of 8 billion people own 43% of all the global financial assets. In the United States, 1%, 1% own 54%. So they're going to do everything they can in, in stealing more money from the people in any way they can do it. And, and look, I think you would agree, we believe as well. Um, none of us are, are financial advisors, but that, you know, even Greenspan said, it's what stops people from stealing your wealth because there's no counterparty risk. So you're looking at a way to, to physically store your wealth and keep it out of their hands. 
Jerry, I thank you so much for uh, Gerald. Sorry, uh, thank you. So, I was looking at Jerry. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us here on, on the show today. Um, can you please tell our, our audience about the Trends Journal? You have such good relationships, such good research, such good authors coming um, and supporting you with the Trends Journal, as well as your YouTube channel. You're putting out some great content there. Can you tell our audience about some of those things? Sure. Uh, you go to trendsjournal.com, trendsjournal.com. It's only, it's only $2.86 a week. And uh, we're giving the people what they can't get anywhere else, what in the world is going on, uh, what's next, and, and what they might want to do. And, um, again, you, you, you get the, the New York Times. They call it the toilet paper record, $4 a day. And all, you know, what's, what, what happened to Taylor Swift yesterday? You know, it's just stupid crap. You know, and anyway, so the, the people really, really need to get information now, and journalism is dead. And we're, we're, we're among the last of the survivors. We're doing very well because of what we're putting out. So, um, you go to trendsjournal.com, trendsjournal.com, and you read history before it happens. Again, we're talking about the banking bust, the, which is going to be one of our banks go bust this year, uh, office building bust last year, uh, Middle East meltdown last year. And, and so, you know, the facts are there for everybody. Do we get it right all the time? Of course not. You know, we're human beings. But a lot of the reasons we don't get things right is because you never know how they're going to play the game. I'm going to give you a quick example. 2012, I thought everything was going to crash again. They didn't teach me about a thing called zero interest rate, negative interest rate policy, or quantitative easing in economics 101 or graduate school. They make this stuff up. So you never know. Everything should have crashed when the COVID war began. But they pumped in trillions and trillions of dollars of fake money and brought interest rates to zero. And, by the way, the bigs profited the most. The merger and acquisition activity in 2021 was the highest of all times. And, again, not my data, but from Oxfam, the five billionaires got twice as rich from, 19, from, excuse me, from 2021 to 2022. Listen, it's it's wild stuff, and you have such great research, and we we encourage all our listeners to check it out. We're going to put the information um, in our newsletter as well. We also post this interview to YouTube, and we'll put the information there as well as our Twitter, so or X, of course. So, Gerald Salente, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, hope to to talk to you much sooner than uh, the last time um, we've been here. So, thank you again. And thank you for all that you're doing. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That was it. Great interview with Gerald Salente. Love listening to him talk. We're going to we're gonna kind of do a debrief on the other side of the break here. The number, 18778-SILVER. The website, guildhallwealth.com. Get some physical precious metals in your portfolio. Give us a call. Talk to us. We're more than happy to share our experience and knowledge about these physical markets. We know it's new to most people. The number again, 18778-SILVER. The website, guildhallwealth.com. More to come on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. I'm just going to say it again. It was great to have Gerald Salente back on the show. We've been waiting way too long. It was about time. Um, yeah, I don't know. We get busy, and then, you know, we, and then it's just, Jerry, call him.
problem. And then you do, and we get him on, and it's fantastic. Um, we covered so much, and he really has been bang on. I've been listening to a lot of his interviews. He's been bang on about so many things. Um, I, I don't even know where, where to debrief. What was your, your basic takeaways? His... His overall, I mean, he's been, his reputation is phenomenal with regards to his trends, um, which is the reason why we've been following him, following him. You know, we've been doing this for 20 years of providing ten tangible solutions to survive. And what he talks about is surviving and thriving during the financial storm. And this is what we do here at Guildhall. Um, and for him to talk about, you know, this is 2024, the trend, the year, not just of the dragon, but it's going to be the year of gold. Gold being the ultimate safe haven, and this is what we have to be prepared with to survive and thrive during the financial storm. The banks are in trouble, and we just have to play this out right and do it the smart way and follow the trends. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, I, I like what he says. I, I definitely agree with this idea that when all else fails, they take you to war. It seems... I don't want to say it just seems like a desperate ploy, but there's just something where it came out of the blue and they just start really hammering this. There's, you know, I, I'm talking to clients, they're talking about what's happening in Texas at the border, and it feels like this is just a ploy to get them involved in a, a civil war type thing, like rope good people yeah. into getting down there and trying to defend, you know, it just seems like there, there's this, this sowing the seeds of chaos, and then you say, okay, well, what's happening? Mm -hmm. What's going on that this is, this is occurring right now, and you have all of these crazy distractions in the market? And yesterday, as, as the markets were closing, I noticed uh, across my feeds that we started to see banks, banks going down big time. And you and I looked at some of them this morning, um, and we were seeing that all of a sudden these names like Zion's Bank Corporation was down, Western Alliance Bank Corp was down, Comerica Inc. down, Webster's Financial Corp. down, Citizen Financial Group down, Regional Financial Corp. down, all of these uh, banks. And it seems like this commercial mortgage issue is coming home to roost now. Yeah. Yeah, the commercial real estate market, and it's just not contained in the U.S. We are seeing the exact same issues happening in Japan with the Zora Bank. So the regional banks are feeling the pinch. The squeeze is definitely on. And this week was Fed week. You know, the FOMC and the Federal Reserve met this week to give us the, um, the speech, you know, the hot air, the jawboning that they always do to say how things are in control. But what we found was the Federal Reserve officials, not just, they kept the rates, they stood pat at 5.5%. Because the job numbers? Well, th th before the job figures. But they're saying, but they actually removed some language from a key policy statement that they usually use. A statement qualifying the U.S. banking system as sound and resilient. They took that off. And this is a phrase that it had used since March of 2023 to reassure the public that regional lending problems were contained. They removed the phraseology, they removed, and the algorithms did not like it. This is the reason why gold shot up after the Federal Reserve kept interest rates, interest rates flat. Um, and you fast forward today, you mentioned jobs. Um, January jobs, huge shocker, Zero Hedge reported probably the best 
Payrolls exploded by 353,000. The expectations was about 165,000. It doubles the expected. And, and uh, Zero Hedge writes, Biden will have his strong economy, damn it, even if it means destroying what little credibility the government reporting agencies have left. Credibility. Uh, credibility. If there, if there was a, a takeaway for this segment, it's, the, it's credibility. I think that that's happening in the States. I think it's happening here. I think that um, governments can try whatever they want. But if your job numbers are coming from government largesse, then you have a problem with credibility. Where are they getting the money? Where are they getting the money for it? It's your future. And Gerald Salente mentioned it, quantitative easing, one, two, three, four. They've got all these different names for all these different tools that they have, and it's all the same thing. It's money printing. And now the Federal Reserve is losing money, and the Bank of Canada is losing money. Also. So here's a, here's a credibility check. If the bank of your country is in a losing position, how much credibility do they have? How good are they? If they can't balance a checkbook better than you. And they're and the economists. We didn't have World War II. You know, and they printed all the money during the pandemic. So that is the problem of credibility. And, and I'll tell you something. Gold is credit. From, according to the Bank of International Settlements, it is a tier one asset. It has no counterparty risk. It is money. It's been money for thousands of years. It holds its value. It is a, a store of value. That is wealth. That is credibility. That's why you want to have some of that in your portfolio. Exactly. You have to have some, especially when there is zero credibility, no legitimacy, trustworthiness is down the drain. Remember last week or two weeks ago, we talked about these very job figures and the statistics show after 11 months last year, of rev there has been revisions, revisions, revision, revision. Every single time the jobs data came out, 10 of the 11 have been revised down. Statistically, there is one in 1,000 chance of this occurring, but it's happening. It's happening before our eyes. Um, they're trying to say to the people, there's no issue. You have a job. You didn't just lose your job at UPS. You didn't just get your lose your job. I mean, you got a raise one week and you lost the job the next week. This is reality, and they're gaslighting the public, and the public is, has had enough. And this dissuade us no longer. People are making moves, making moves outside of the currency system, making moves outside of the banks, you name it. Listen, we get, we get, a, we get calls every week, people uncomfortable with having currency in the bank because they're, they're not confident in holding funds in banks right now because we don't know when the next crisis could hit and what it's going to look like. Right. So it's nice to hedge your bets. It's nice to have some physical assets in your portfolio. So it's all about undigitizing your wealth and hedging your bets a little bit with regard to where you keep your capital. And it's nice to have it in, a, in an asset that's very liquid. We'll talk about more about how that works on the other side of the break. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. It's The Real Money Show, 640 Toronto. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. I was mentioning just before the break, Jerry, that one of the things that 
I've noticed over the years and that clients have been able to appreciate over the years is the liquidity factor of gold. Now, what, are, what am I talking about when I say it's liquid? Because they say stocks are very liquid, right? Well, stocks are liquid if you're making money. If you're not making money, if you're down 40%, how liquid is that stock? Not very liquid. It is not liquid <laughs> at all. And what's beautiful, I'm speaking specifically about, about gold here, a little bit about silver. But what's great about gold is gold has had three years of where it was negative over the last 20 plus years in Canadian dollars. So your ability to get over the entry barrier to entry and be breaking even in the market has been incredible over the last 20 years and it's only going to get better. And so what that means is it takes very little to get into a profit situation on your gold, which means it gets liquid very quickly, right? And even if you don't quite break even and you need the capital for something else, you can. it's usually easy to rationalize, well, I might only be down 3 4% because I haven't been able to get to that break even point yet, right? So yes, there's a cost to get into the market. It's not free like you're buying investments, but the fact that it just keeps marching forward means that you get into a liquidity spot and that's why people really like holding physical metal in TFSAs because it just becomes an extra, an add-on to your regular bank account. Okay, I've got cash in my bank. I'm going to take extra cash, put it into my TFSA, and put that into gold. And if I need it, I can always cash it out, get the funds out in a few days, Yeah. right? And there's no holdups. You get the cash within a few days, which you can't necessarily always do it with other types of investments per se. Now, silver it works the same way. It depends where you picked your spots, especially if you're cost averaging into the market and whatnot, because there is more volatility, let's be honest, in silver. But it's also more undervalued, which means there's a lot more upside potential, right, Jack? Absolutely. The, there's 43 million ounces of silver drained from the inventory for the third largest silver user. Remember, aerospace being number one user of silver, military number two, but number three is solar. And the use over the next two years, two years, Jeremy, do we have that time frame? I think we do. Projected at 86 gigawatts, which equals 43 million ounces. How can that be possible? How can that be sustainable? How can this one industry need and meet that need when silver shortages have been confirmed? You had Mexico silver supply has dropped off a cliff. Not to mention things that are going on in Peru and South um, Central and South America. The shortages are abounding when they're when they're cutting the mining. When the mines are not making enough profit because of inflation and cost to service this, or because mine, the price is low, or the, because the price is low, Pr the silver price is under value. And after the jobs figures that came out, the silver to gold ratio hits a bleeding 90, 90 to one. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking about silver, that's the time to buy anywhere on ninety to one silver to gold ratio. This is a screaming undervalued. Huge play for silver because the topside potential is phenomenal. Silver is such an incredible purchase right now. There, it's at like ninety to one ratio. If you're not that, you know, miners are pulling it out of the ground at almost twenty four dollars an ounce. We're below that right now. You have to be really good to be pulling it out at around nineteen dollars an ounce. So you're got you have deficits in the market. The miners aren't really mining right now. You're going to need sustained higher prices before you start getting metal into the market. You know what that means? It means that the price has to keep going higher and higher because there's a lack of physical supply. In the meantime, as gold continues to move higher, it's going to drag silver 
back above 27, and there's a psychological mindset that if we get to 27, we get to 28, it's inevitable that it's going to break 30. And once the market realizes that it's starting to feel inevitable that it's breaking 30, everyone piles on. Piles on for what product? It's not available. So what happens when it breaks 30 and it's running and even more people are waking up and they're saying, oh, oh, I like silver at $35. What can I buy for 35 bucks? Not groceries. Mm. I can barely get two two coffees and two sandwiches for $35. That's pretty cheap. Yeah. Not available. Sorry. What's that do to the price? It keeps rocketing higher. So there's a reason why it's try they're trying so hard to tamp it down. Now here's the key, guys. Here's the big thing. The big players are pulling out the underlying capital from their paper investments. That's they're right. pulling the physical product out of ETFs. There was an article you showed me today, Jerry, about credits. What's it? Uh, UBS. They're calling them out. Someone's calling them out for having an having um, a certificate and paying storage fees on product that was never there. Mm-hmm. You have to cash out, and you have to cash out. The person didn't want to cash out, and and dissolve their precious what they thought was a physical precious metal portfolio now is not the time to sell they why would anyone want to sell for cash for worthless paper currency they wanted their metal exactly. they said where's my serial numbers and they couldn't get it well at Guildhall, you get your serial numbers and you get them very quick nick over here he's he's, he's sitting over there thanks nick he gets those inventories out very quickly because especially in the registered accounts we put the product into the account Questrade sees that we put it in, they verify everything with Brinks, and then they debit the client's account. It's not the other way around. It's not pay and then we give the product. We give the product and then we get paid. So it goes in very quickly and that therefore you get your inventory reports very quickly and you want to go to the vault and personally audit your holdings? You absolutely can. So it's all about physical metal. If you can't hold it, you don't own it. And when you own the physical metal, there's no counterparty risk. There's no, there's no, it's not dependent on anybody else. It's nobody else's liability. And so that's what we're excited about. I'm still excited about it. We've yeah. been doing it since 2016. It's still the coolest thing ever. Exactly. And one takeaway back to Salente. One thing that I loved was you can't hack it. You know, he was talking, he did bring up hacks. And we will see a hack. We will see a Black Swan event. And guess what? When your metals physical bullion is kept outside of the banking system, you can't hack it. You can't, you can't have a cyber, cyber crime on physical bullion sitting on, on, the, on, the, on the floor of a, of a vault. Absolutely not. So this is the safest bet. And when the, U, when the U.S. starts to be, begins their descent, <laughs> I would say the rate cuts, okay. <laughs> in probably not in March. Uh, I mean, there's an 80% chance that they're not going to cut after the stellar jobs figures. But we're going to see an amazing run-up. It's going to be the breakout of a century, and gold and silver are going to skyrocket. Like Salente says, this is the year for gold, 2024, year of the gold dragon, and watch silver. Silver is that Achilles heel. It's a coiled spring ready to rocket higher. Jeremy. Hopefully we'll get some more uh, interviews on the go. I want to thank everyone for joining us. Uh, It's been a a great show this week. I I really enjoyed uh, the interview and uh, some of these comments coming from you, Jerry. So thank you for everyone for listening. Can't wait to speak to you next week. The number, 18778Silver, the website, guildhallwealth.com. If you've missed a show or missed a part of the interview, check it out on YouTube. We're posting it there, and our past shows are there as well. And that's it. Thank you so much. This has been The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto.
The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.